Welcome to the Strategic Tech Coaching Podcast. Our host, Oscar Endermo, will together with guests share proven, tested strategies for improving your life and business. At the end of each episode, you will learn how you can use technology to implement those strategies into your daily life. We want to help you bridge the gap from inspiration to implementation. Hi, this is Oscar. Welcome to another episode of the Strategic Tech Coaching Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to educate, inspire, and motivate you to a better life and business. And I want to do that in an entertaining way by hanging out with cool people and interview them in a relaxed way. That's the purpose of this podcast, and that's what I'm trying to achieve. And in this episode, I'm with uh, Andreas Willemsson. He's a friend of mine, and he is a practical uh, futurist. He is an entrepreneur. He's involved in several different businesses, uh, lots of cool stuff. He's do, he has a consultancy, and he's also involved in vertical farming, which is a new way of farming. It's basically the practice of producing food and medicine in vertically stacked layers. So you can uh, produce food in skyscrapers, warehouses, shipping containers. So that's one of the projects he's involved in. But he is very, he's like me, he's interested in technology. And uh, I have two big passions and one is uh, personal development and one is technology. And that's why I started Strategic Tech Coaching. And Andreas share the same passions. Maybe if I'm more passionate about personal development, he's maybe more passionate about technology. So he knows a lot about where we are today and what's coming in the future. He gives uh, keynotes and uh, he speaks about the future and uh, he calls himself, like I said, a practical futurist. So we, I went walking and talking with him this summer in Sweden, the summer of 2017, and we talked about uh, a lot of different new technologies. We talked about the opportunities and challenges. We talked about how technology is changing everything. And we talked about why it's so difficult to predict the future. And I asked him to do it, even though it's so difficult. And I said, we'll try to record an episode every year so we can laugh at his predictions. You know, five, ten years from now, we can laugh at the predictions that he had. We talked about what jobs might disappear in the futures. In the future, we talked about self-driving cars, robots, AI, virtual reality, all these things that are coming that we need to know uh, that we need to be updated about. We need to educate ourselves about this because this is changing entire ind- industries. So this uh, uh, episode is packed with useful information and uh, I'm sure you will enjoy it. It was a sunny day in Stockholm and uh, here we go. Me and Andreas go walking and talking. So another episode of the Strategic Tech Coaching Podcast and we're walking and talking with smart people. And we're in a touristic area of Stockholm, so you might hear some Chinese in the background because there's a lot of Chinese tourists here. But I'm with uh, a friend of mine, Andreas Willemsson. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Andreas is a young entrepreneur that is involved in several different businesses. And we met a few years ago and I was impressed by your story. And uh, you can maybe give the listeners a short version of your story. We have a lot of things to talk about technology. So. Yeah, but just the short. Yeah, I'll keep it. Uh, yeah, I'll keep it short. Well, I started my background. first company when I was 17 years old. Had 10 employees when I turned 10, and um, well, now I run several companies. You I said 10 employees when you turned 20. Yeah. Yeah, I think you said 10. Yeah. All oh, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, well, now I run several companies. Everything from consultant agency working with the digitization. Mm-hmm. to uh, we're opening a new uh, 
factory now to produce uh, salads and species, so <laughs> kind of biotech vertical farming thing. Uh, and also do a lot of speaking and coaching entrepreneurs in sales and time management and yeah, uh, yeah. digitization. Yeah, yeah. So you have uh, your hands in many different businesses. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> yeah, lots of energy and uh, great salesperson. So maybe we'll talk a little bit about sales as well. But first, uh, a little bit about technology. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the future, but first, technology as today what uh, what are your thoughts on everything that's happening with technology well as you might have guessed technology is evolving fast right now so to be able to speak about this we need to walk slowly <laughs> yeah, <you're> right. <laughs> <laughs> all right but yeah, yeah like you probably know there's uh, and we've been talking a lot about this there's a bunch of new companies rising right now because if you go back a couple of hundred years you needed to be a country to be able to do something. You needed mm. to be king or president or whatever you want to call it to have some real impact in the world. Mm. Then with the industrialization of everything, suddenly a big company could also change the world, create some impact. In Sweden we had Ericsson, Ikea and several other companies mm. who've impacted the world in different manners. Today, since we had the rise of smartphones and internet and things like that, Knowledge today is accessible for anyone everywhere on the planet. Yeah. Today, half the people around the world are connected to the internet mm. with a steady megabit connection. Mm. And that makes new technology, new innovation and new ideas accessible to everybody. So that is accelerating the innovation rates. So on top that technology keeps getting better, you also have more and more innovation and that makes all these new companies pop up, you know. You have Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Amazon. I mean, where I live in Skövde, we, we have a company who, who just earned 100 million kroner on a virtual goat. <laughs> okay. Goat simulator. <laughs> yeah, that's so, okay. you know, And how many employees are they in that company? They were 13 when they hit it off, I think, 12 yeah. or something. Now, now they're yeah. a little bit more, but still just yeah. one, uh, a bunch of <laughs> yeah. people having fun together. So you, you can literally today do anything. And this is a great opportunity yeah, yeah. for all business owners, for all entrepreneurs, for all teams really, to be able to do anything and actually use the tools that are out there. Yeah. But it's also a great threat because most people, as you and me, mm. are not they're not in the time to start a company. They already have a company. Yeah, yeah. They're working for someone or owning a company. They're already in the game. Yeah. And then this is just much of a threat as it is an opportunity yeah, yeah, yeah. because... I mean, look if, at traditional retail with uh, online shopping now and everything, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you don't use these new tools, then you're out of the game. Someone mm. else will use the mm. tools and then you're bankrupted. Yeah. I mean, we have several super huge companies, old companies that have been around for hundreds years in mm. some cases, that just going bankrupt. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of opportunities, but also a lot of challenges yeah. if you don't know how to, to do, do this. Exactly. So, so that's the world we're living in, right? Yeah, yeah. And in the context of that, it's always interesting to say, all right, but what, what can I do about that? Mm, yeah, how exactly. do I get up yeah. to speed? 
And uh, there's a lot of people working with this. Uh, my consulting company, Spiro, is one of them. They, they, you, you have a bunch of consultants working with this. Mm. And uh, some of them can go really deep into a field to just go out there when they're done and say, oh, this tool is old now, so mm. yeah. <laughs> wasted money. But the key thing is to really try to, for every entrepreneur, every team, every business owner, try to, for themselves, guess the future a little mm. bit. Yeah. And naturally, when we think about the future, there are a few things that make us predict it wrong every time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you... Uh, have you seen the movie Back to the Future? Yes, the absolutely. second movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, the second one is. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them all. Yeah, but it's <laughs> yeah, mild, yeah. Uh, for those listeners who don't, it's um, well easily explained. A uh, crazy scientist and oh, yeah, uh, he goes to the future. Yeah, yeah. and our hero, young <laughs> guy in the movie, yeah. they are in the second movie traveling from the year 1985 to the year 2015. <laughs> yeah. So they moved 30 years into the future. And in making this movie, they actually had quite some experts who were telling them that this is likely to have happened by the year 2015. Yeah, yeah. And you know... What predictions were right then? Yeah, we can spend hours talking about that. You you know, we are having flying cars and everybody is having hoverboards and, you know, shoes that tie itself, jackets that resize and dry itself, you know. Big flat TV screens. They actually nailed that yeah, one. That's a common. So they got some things right, they got some things wrong, but what is most interesting about that is they missed totally the two biggest, by far, impacting things that have happened during those 30 years. Mm-hmm. Because they missed internet mm-hmm. and they missed smartphones. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, internet and smartphones together had shaped our whole society today. Yeah. So then, of course, you can ask yourself that, what, why? Why is it so hard to predict? And it's, it's the very same reasons that made, you know, in the late 19th century, people, the wise men in the cities were gathering around to say, all right, we have these huge problems in the city, thanks to urbanization. Mm. What should we do with all the horse poo? (laughs) You know, they saw their charts or whatever they were using. It were gathering up. They were getting more and more. This was a huge... Oh my God, we're going to have horse shit all over the town. And we're walking in Stockholm. I don't see any horse shit around here. No, exactly. You know, but they... How did it solve it? Yeah, they they discussed this. And by the time they did talk about this, the car was already invented. Yeah, yeah. But... It was something for the rich. It was yeah. nothing that everybody were using. So the technology was there, but still, just 30 years before it happened, they couldn't see this. Mm-hmm. But then when Henry Ford lost the T Ford, yeah, you know, the rest is history. Yeah. The horse was disrupted in just a few years and gone. Yeah, yeah. And then also were the problem. So some of the problems that governments are talking about today is horseshit <laughs> 20 years from now. Yeah. But it's still the same key reasons that this thing, these things occur. We have three things that makes it hard to predict the future. Yeah. And the first thing is that we really see the future with our present view of the world. Yeah. So let's take the um, music industry as an example. Do you remember those big LP discs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah those were a huge hit. They were everywhere in the world. That was the way to store music. Mm. And then 
computers came along, mm -hmm. ones and zeros bits. Mm -hmm. And then all the scientists of the music industry gathered today, gathered the consultants, the innovators, mm -hmm. everybody, all right. How can we use this new technology to change the world, to be the best and take the next step? And they came up with the CD. <laughs> a round disk storing information in circles. It was digital now, it was ones and zeros they were storing, but it was still with the same principle and mindset that they did for the LP. Yeah. So what happened, it took a few years and a few crazy people before we had Spotify and Apple Music and really used the power of making it digital in a new way. Mm. So that's the first reason we are kind of compliant to think as we always have, but trying to force new technology on it. Yeah. The second reason is uh, we are not used to this kind of exponential growth that we have right now. Our brains is quite old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They haven't evolved much and when our brains evolved, you know, life was quite the same generation to generation. You lived almost exactly the same life as your parents and as your grandparents and maybe came up with one or two more effective way of doing things, maybe invented a tool per generation. Mm. Now, of course, today we're living in a world where we have an exponential rate of growing, you know. Uh, I can do a test on you. If you were to take 30 steps forward in a linear way, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, and so on, you take one meter per step, how far will you come? Oh, yeah, I've done this before, but uh, I don't remember and uh, I don't want to guess. It's a lot, the exponential. In the exponential, yeah, but the 30 linear steps. Oh, okay, yeah, then, yeah. So the answer is? The answer is... Uh, 30. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's not... Yeah, course, yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to fool you, it's the obvious <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, okay, 30 yeah. steps linearly, yeah, yeah, one meter yeah. per step, you get 30 meter forward. But if you take 30 exponential steps, as in yeah. 30 doublings, mm. 1, 2, 4, 8, 16 and so on, mm. as you said, you get a long way, yeah. but I still want to hear from you, how far do you think? Oh, uh, I need to think now. <laughs> Just guess, first, first number. I won't get you on the yeah. exact number. So, uh, let's say uh, 10,000 kilometers, I don't know. 10,000 kilometers, yeah. so 100,000 meters, roughly. Yeah. yeah. All right, because when I ask this to the audience, people guess anywhere from 1,000 meters up to a trillion meters. Uh, yeah. And the right answer is roughly 1 billion meters. Uh, one, so 26 uh, or 27 uh, times around the Earth. Yeah. And the key thing is not to get it exactly right, but... It's a big difference on a trillion meters and 100,000 meters. Mm. Right, so imagine so you predicting just as wrong when you try to predict the impact of new technology on your business. Because mm. we're not used to think like that. It gets hard to think exponentially when you look a few years ahead. Mm. You can think exponentially for a few years, five doublings or something, but then it gets hard. Mm. And every doubling, every year you're going forward, it gets harder because Technology, and in this case, computer performance, price for computer performance, that's doubling every 18 months. Mm. So for every 18-month period you're trying to predict into the future, it gets harder. Mm. So that's the second reason. The third reason that makes it even more complicated to predict the future is that 
we are usually fixed on looking at one trend. Mm -hmm. So let's take the smartphone industry, yeah. the phone industry as an example. Do you remember the Nokia 3310? Oh, that was my favorite phone. <laughs> yeah, wow. and the old Ericsson phones, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 337 was, the, that was a long time ago, but that was <laughs> so cool at the time. Oh, uh, yeah. In the end of the, end of the 90s, yeah. If you were to look on the phone trend, if we were at the launch of the Nokia 3310, mm. and you looked backwards on the phone trend, you could see a very steady trend. The phones were getting smaller, yeah, yeah. smaller, and smaller. So of course, if you forward a few years, you should have the smallest phone. Yeah. And instead we have, I have a Samsung S8, you have an iPhone 7. I mean, yeah. th those are huge phones. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen Zoolander in the small, tiny, tiny phone he has. Ah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't yeah. happen, yeah. So what yeah. happened there? Well, yeah. the phone itself didn't get bigger. It still it keeps getting smaller because the part in your smartphone, which is a normal phone, yeah. that is so tiny right now. So that trend is continuing. Mm -hmm. What happened is it got together with some other trends. It got together with the entertainment trends of MP3s and iPods, mm -hmm. and it got together with the computer trend. Those combining created the smartphones that we have today. Mm -hmm. And if you only look at the smartphone trend today, mm. we will have a two meter tall phone in a few <laughs> years. So you need to get your perspective out and not only focus in your field of business. You yeah. can't only look at your industry. You need to see what's going on in the whole world. Yeah, yeah. So these three things are kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. making complicated to look yeah. for the future. So what I usually do when I talk I just, to- uh, Sorry to interrupt there, but- uh, I uh, recently changed my name. I have my coaching methodology that I use. I mix this coaching with technology. And when I launched it a few years ago, I called it smartphone coaching system. Yeah. But I'm realizing now, maybe thanks to you, that we won't have smartphones for that long. So I'm not, I don't want to build a brand around technology that might not exist in a few years' time. So I changed it to strategic tech coaching. So oh, yeah. Good idea. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Exactly. Who knows how long it will take? So, okay, it's really difficult, So, but how do we do it then, in the best possible way? There are tons of ways of doing this, yeah. and uh, the only key thing is to get your head around that you're going to be wrong. <laughs> yeah. And prepare for that. So yeah. what I usually do, I do an exercise when I work with executives, which is called the Zoom In, Zoom Out mm. framework. So basically what you do, I'll keep this short, but mm. you start by looking in more of a philosophical way almost, very roughly, what do we think our market is going to look like in 10 years? Mm -hmm. Just the market, not your mm -hmm. company. Mm -hmm. Make some sketches about that. Will people be going in self-driving cars? Mm -hmm. will, how, what will happen, yeah. roughly? And then when you have a quite clear picture on this, just roughly, then you ask yourself, what kind of a company do we need to be to be able to su succeed in that kind of a world? Mm -hmm. And when you got this right, mm -hmm. now you zoom in to the near future, mm -hmm. to six to 12 months from now, and you ask yourself, what can we do now mm -hmm. that will accelerate our movement of becoming that kind of a company? Mm -hmm. To try to find some projects. Yeah. And the key here, is to do this over and over again. Because when you focus on 
doing a project that will accelerate the movement of getting you there, not actually getting you there, mm. then you will project by project make your company be used to change and be used to accelerating its movement to innovation. So when you do this the next year, you maybe have a totally different future, mm. but your organization will be better in adopting your mm. new prediction of the future. Okay. It's like you're saying, our brain is uh, an old machine and our brains will not change. So people will not change, but technology will change. And technology will change and people can so change. People's perception of the world can change, mm. but the brains won't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, so th that's usually how it works. So yeah. look really far away, know you're going to be wrong. Then look really close to you, six, 12 months, create some project with clear KPIs and how you're going to succeed in them. That will create an accelerated movement and some profit along the way, of course, yeah, yeah. to get you there. Okay, perfect. Another thing I wanted to check with you, with the current state of technology, what are the negative things that you see? Well, if you look at the world right now, we're living in a world that's better than ever. I mean, during the last 100 years, the average lifespan has doubled. The child mortality rate, uh, mortality rate has gone down tenfold. Mm. I mean, communication is thousand times cheaper. Mm. Cost for getting food is cheaper uh, compared to what people are earning, of mm. course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're living in a fantastic world, yeah. but people are still more depressed than ever. Yeah, yeah. And people may not know that uh, the world is that. For example, on social media the other day, some friends in Sweden were saying that there's a lot of shootings now in Sweden and they were complaining, blah, blah, blah. And I decided to Google how many wars we were in between the 16th century to the 19th century. And I think between like three, 400 years, it was maybe like, I don't know, 20 years when we were not in a war. Yeah. Sweden was constantly in a war. Yeah. So take that in perspective. Exactly. So that's one part of it. We even if the world is better, the few bad news, it's not few, but comparable. Yeah. The, the bad things that are happening in the world are getting, getting known to you. So yeah. your perception of the world is that it's getting uh, bad. Mm. So that makes people more depressed. And also when you're living in a constant reactive way, which is easily to be when you look so social media and you know yeah, yeah. you're reacting reacting and yeah, again our brains are not built for yeah. that kind of interruption yeah. maybe we something happened on instagram you know yeah yeah uh, to I be able to, to get focused phone. i mean that takes like 15 minutes at least yeah. to get focused so if people never leave their phone for 15 minutes they mm. never get focused yeah yeah so <laughs> yeah. yeah there are some downs to it yeah. and of course uh, you can argue that new technology of course will be uh, used by bad people as well as good people mm. but in general as we've seen during if you take it in a macro perspective more technology usually creates less violence mm. and less bad things but as the world is today people still get more depressed even yeah. if, the, if the world is better yeah so a few good things then just a few ones and then, uh, yeah, what are some good things you see with technology as it is today? Oh my God. <laughs> it's, 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 it's... Technology is, is usually coming from the need of making our lives better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of course, where interest goes, money flows, and then you get more and better technology. Mm. 
when my mom is calling here. Let's not uh, pick up right now because we're in the middle of an important conversation. <laughs> the good, the positive technology. Yeah, I mean, I mean, right now, for instance, the the kind of hype, right, self-driving yeah. cars is happening, yeah, yeah. and it's never as good as the hype says in short term, but it's always more impactful in the long term than mm. people think. So it's a traditional technology hype care, you know. In short term, it overpromises and underdelivers. Mm. And then when people stop following it, it keeps on doubling every yeah, year. Yeah. And then it gets better than people hoped for in the beginning. Yeah. It just check some keynotes with Steve Jobs in the 90s, you yeah, know. Yeah. He was in Sweden in the late 80s, you know. You can yeah. watch a keynote on him talking about what he thinks about the computer. And he's actually explaining kind of what internet uh, okay. became later, uh, but okay. in very vague terms. Discussing if we're going to sit down or walk. Let's continue walking because yeah, part of doing sh- the walk. Should, wo- should we walk back? Or? Uh, if we can walk a little bit more because here it's very quiet. So you All right, yeah. And part of the reason I'm doing walking and talking is so I get my daily exercise. Ah. So I work and exercise together. Clever, <laughs> clever. All right. One of the things that I think is good with technology is this. I love this fact that you can work from anywhere in the world. Like I live in Dubai in the winter and in Sweden in the summer. And technically I could set up my business anywhere. And I think it's similar to you. Sometimes you need to have face-to-face meetings. But a lot of like IBM now, many of the people that work for IBM can actually work from home. So they don't have to commute, they don't have to be stuck in traffic for an hour. Yeah. You know, technology, that's one thing that I really like. The other thing I like is learning. This ability that you and me, we can talk about these things and we can share it. We can put it out and anyone in the work can listen to us discussing these things. And I think that's yeah. so incredible. Yeah, and that was what I was getting to about self-driving cars. Imagine then that you can move yourself while you are sleeping. Mm. I can do that today on yeah. a airplane or whatever but you can literally do this now step outside your home yeah. go to bed wake up wherever you want to be <laughs> within a cool. few yeah, hours of driving yeah. so yeah. then suddenly it's not maybe that important to live yeah. close to where you work because yeah. you can travel during the night yeah imagine your car is like a hotel room yeah and you go to like you go to bed yeah, it's and a self-driving just... bed <laughs> yeah exactly that was, that's pretty interesting yeah um, okay, I wanted to ask a little bit about the long-term future, but first, AI, um, it talks now that Elon Musk is a little bit scared of AI, and what are your thoughts on AI? I think that uh, it's always two sides of it, people who think that it's going to be a fantastic world, and people who are thinking that it's going to destroy the world, and mm. I don't think any of them have it exactly nailed down right. Mm. And I think short-termly, it won't happen so much, but in the long term, absolutely, it will create impact. Mm. But with AI, if we jump as a business owner or being a part of a team, it's easy to say we should be able to use AI to, to handle something for us. Mm. Well, AI is just a buzzword. And I get something called a practical futurist because mm. <laughs> I, I hate buzzwords. Uh, yeah. AI is it's really just down to smart algorithms mm. where you don't have told it specifically how to solve it. Mm. So and, and there are you have several different kind of algorithms that attack a problem without knowing exactly how to solve it. Mm. And one of the most common ways today is to 
have it look for patterns in random data. Mm. Or some data that you give it some fingers to that look here. And that's usable today. For instance, at, at my consulting company, we have been uh, just a month ago building a system to predict ice cream sales in a small coffee shop based on the weather prediction. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that, of course, is convenient. You, based on the weather prediction, will order the right amount of ice yeah, cream. Yeah. But what's get it really interesting is that. So that's the. AI part. You, you can't see me pointing my fingers now, but yeah. AI, it's still right. a buzzword, but that's the smart part of it. Yeah. But it gets really profitable when you also add uh, the layer of staff to it. Because mm. staff in these coffee shops are usually teenagers yeah. who's working yeah. just that it's summer. Very difficult. I, I and mean, it takes yeah. roughly uh, 50% employee yeah. to handle all these hourly mm. employed teenagers during the summer. Mm. So by just adding an app to that and some intelligence to that so the system itself can say all right based on the ice cream prediction based on who is based on weather we will probably need two people for these hours that day three people there and then by itself ask the teenagers to claim those spots Mm. and then create the Uh, schedule themselves because I used to, when I was a student, I worked on one of the islands outside here in Stockholm in the summer as a, as a waiter. Yeah. And it's a huge problem because you know, how suddenly if it's sunny, you have 500 people coming to the restaurant. If it's raining, you have 50 people. Yeah. So yeah, the cost, yeah, if you can solve that, that's a good, good one. Yeah, so it's not so much money to save a 50% employee if you only have one small coffee shop. You can't buy yeah. and create a whole system for that. But when you have 20 or 30 coffee shops yeah, and you save something. several millions yeah, a year, yeah, yeah. then yeah, it's a quite good idea. It wouldn't work the summer of 2017 because the weather was too unpredictable. So <laughs> <laughs> well, well, of course, your, they date, were wrong most of the time your data summer. sources need to be right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, robots. It's another thing they're talking about, that the, the robots will replace a lot of works. AI and robots will uh, take a lot of jobs in the future. So what jobs are... You're seeing in the near future that are, if you work in this field, you should start <laughs> educating yourself. I wouldn't be a truck driver now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Talking about self-driving yeah. vehicles because a lot of money is going into that right now and it's starting to work already. Yeah. Elon Musk, when he sets his mind yeah, to something. That's, yeah, and that's just one of the players. I mean, yeah. the, the really big key players is also working on this. You, you haven't really seen yet yeah, yeah. what they're up to. But, but anyway, so that, that's the kind of... Yeah. I mean, t- taxi drivers already, you know? Yeah, it's starting to get there. Yeah. But Truck drivers, bus drivers, that's as yeah. well. So, so, of course, it's, it's that a robot. Mm. I mean, but if you take the, the general industrial robot or a humankind-looking robot, what's happening right now is the starting to get trendy with co-working robots so mm-hmm. you still have humans and robots but instead of having the robot trapped in a cage mm. you know in an industrial floor mm. you open the case you put some sensors on the robots it doesn't hit the human <laughs> and now they can work together uh, okay yeah. i guess that's that will be the, the coming years yeah that, that's kind of happening now but yeah. but then again you know people getting replaced by robots uh, uh, we don't. We could have robots doing everything for us if mm. we want to, yeah. but naturally, jobs gets created that maybe not is 
necessarily. I mean, we have the whole gaming and entertainment business. That's not necessary. But it's still creating jobs there that you couldn't predict a few years ago. I mean, Mm. how many app developers aren't there out there? You couldn't predict that 30 years ago. And so it's, it's about constant updating yourself, yeah, I mean, constant learning. And yeah, jobs will always go and new jobs will always yeah. be created. And I agree with people who say, but hey, wait a minute. We hit a certain point where a robot can do anything a human can do. Mm. And that's true. But jobs will still be created because we want to have them. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not only because of necessity. I, I know some futurists, they're talking about a, a base income that, uh, that has to happen, they're saying, because... And there's no, yeah, no and, jobs. Yeah, and that's based what, on. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's based on if you only have jobs out of necessity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's a good concept. I mean, we could do that, but we could also instead create jobs, as I said, that just keep expanding. You know, gaming industry, singers, mm. performance people, where you want it to be original. You don't mm. want it to be mm. a robot. I mean, you can still buy handcraft stuff. It's much better to buy a, what should take, a, uh, I don't know, a knife. Yeah, yeah. You can buy an industrial knife. It will be better than a handcraft one, mm-hmm. but it's still some magic to a mm-hmm. handcraft mm-hmm. one, you know? Yeah. And we want that. Yeah. So I don't think in, in the big term that if we don't want it to, the jobs won't end. It will go in but waves, don't you think of course. creative jobs will dis- to start soon disappear as well? Like, when the AI is so good at making uh, the next hit song based on all the millions of data they have. Yeah, of course, it will like replace, but... All the producers, and uh, they just cut that out. And, uh... Yeah, absolutely. But in some cases, you still... There's a lot of work, jobs created today, who you don't really need. There are better ways of doing it, mm-hmm. but you don't necessarily do it. Mm-hmm. Depending on where you are. But then you should also remember... We can't, we, we see the future with our present eyes. I mean, when uh, in Borås, which is a mm. Swedish town that was previously famous and it still is for textile, uh, textile and cloth industry. And yeah. before the industrialization of stuff, people were doing all this textile stuff by hand. Mm. And then suddenly industrialization came and they said, well, the whole Borås will be out of jobs mm. because everybody was sitting there and suing. Yeah, yeah. And, um, well, I haven't been in Boros the last week, but uh, according to me, there's still jobs there. And it's more jobs there now than it was 100 years ago. So what are they doing in Boros? Yeah, you should go and ask (laughs) them. But we are creating new jobs. Either if it's... uh, So so the natural thing will be that you move up the ladder and you take more responsibility. A truck driver could still work with trucks, but he will maybe be responsible for a fleet of trucks. Uh, Yeah, yeah that drive themselves. So I think, I mean, the importance is to continue your education. Not, don't stop, like a lot of people, when they finish high school or they finish college, they stop educating themselves. So with all these things coming, if you're not constantly learning these new things, then you might risk losing your job for a while. But I mean, like now, we were talking about the need of programmers in, in Sweden, in Stockholm. There's, uh, they really need programmers and there's yeah. not enough people. So just yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the key to this. You know, yeah. That of course you need some expertise in some field, but in general you need to learn to learn. Mm, yeah, that's the primary function of college or yeah. school. Okay, so uh, self-driving cars. Uh, when do you see it being like mainstream? Because so, Andreas, I want to do this interview 
every year, once a year with you. Yeah. So I'm saying we meet once a year in Sweden and you say the latest trends at the moment. And then 10 years from now, we can listen to this and laugh. And <laughs> I am. Well, so. if I were to make a guess that, you know, Tesla and Volvo, if we take some yeah, close yeah. examples, they are launching their self-driving, really self-driving car. Tesla, you could always self-drive, uh, not, yeah. not fully, but at some length, and they will improve it already this year. Mm. Volvo is having 100 cars test driving in Gothenburg at mm. this moment that we're speaking. Mm. So I would say that next year you will be able to get your hands on a self-driving vehicle that could take you around in 80% of the traffic situations. Mm -hmm. Rough guess. Yeah. I'm not an expert in self-driving cars, but yeah. you could get that mm. if you want to. I think it would take another five years for the market to adopt it, mm. so it's common. And then it will take another five years before it's completely have changed the market. Mm. And we change the market, I'm talking about we won't be needing as much parking place because the car could just run and hide itself somewhere or drive somebody else or yeah. whatever you wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, that will change. When, when that is mainstream, yeah. it will change everything. Yeah. yeah. So I think accessible, like the next time we talk, yeah. we should be able to go and buy ourselves a self-driving <laughs> car with 80% functionality. Yeah. So maybe in the future, I'll do this podcast Ah, yeah. We will see. We will see if I get this right. But I think it's a good prediction that within one year, uh, so after the summer of 2018, we will be able to buy ourselves a fully functional self-driving car. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 80% functional self-driving uh, self-driving car. Maybe you couldn't take it on the smallest little country road. Yeah. <laughs> but um, and then five years from that, many people have it. Five years from that. We will see the true impact of it. And of course, now I'm making a 10-year prediction, so mm. I will be completely wrong. But that's at least my guess. Yeah. Virtual reality? Any thoughts on virtual reality? Or? Excellent now for entertainment. Mm. Uh, virtual reality in especially. I think it's more business impact in the augmented reality. Mm. But it's really early days, so it's working for entertainment. It's starting to work a little bit for education, mm. but we need to double down on the screen technology. Have you tried, uh, for instance, Microsoft HoloLens? Uh, no, I tried uh, Samsung one and... Uh, All right. Uh, All right, th uh, those are those vir virtual. Oh, so yeah, so augmented yeah, reality I is augmented, that you yeah. add a data layer in front of the yeah. real reality. Like the game that uh, yeah. I was playing last year. Yeah. And then you're taking the world into consideration. So instruction videos on how to fix your toilet could mm. be virtual and based around the toilet. You need mm. two technologies, you need a little bit better screen mm. to be able to make it nice because the field of view in a HoloLens is still quite mm. small. Um, and you need to be able to have the camera in an easy way, 3D predict the room and uh, tell yeah. what it sees yeah. and based on that act. And those technologies are happening right now, but it's still mm. early days. So I guess I, it's being pushed by the porn industry. No, let's not go there on this podcast. Yeah, that's a kind of entertainment as well, of course. Yeah, and they yeah, are yeah. usually actually actually very spot on on new technology. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when we got the video cassettes and DVDs, the, the porn industry is always early on <laughs> stuff course, like that. Yeah. Of course, they are early now on virtual reality yeah, and yeah. they will keep on be early on technologies related to entertainment. Yeah. 
but the game industry um, is also driving this forward because they can earn money on it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A big company today, it's still hard to create a good uh, ROI case on yeah, this. Yeah. And I guess uh, one industry that I guess both you and me will be impacted on is the speaking, in, I mean we both do speaking gigs. Yeah. And I guess in the future you can uh, both use augmented reality and virtual reality to... Uh, to that, 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 usually today it started to be popular with holograms. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's actually happening. You can just go to Disney World to see mm, that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's starting to emerge as well. Yeah. But yeah. it's same there. Even if it looks super real, yeah. sometimes you just want the original. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. No, and also, it's like TED, TED Talks, you know? The, yeah. You pay a lot to be yeah. there. But of course, the, 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 yeah, the landscape is changing. Later. I mean, I'm switching now to less speaking gigs, more video. Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of pe- a lot of the speakers are. Yeah. But then they have a yearly event because you also want that experience. You know, yeah, like, of course. Uh, the networking and all this, because I think that becomes even more important in uh, this techni- not technology world that we want the personal connection. You know. Yeah. So let's hope that at least. So, okay, let's make a. You, we said that it's very, very difficult to predict the future. Your daughter is now four months old, correct? Yeah. So when she's 20, how does the world look like? Just free flow and we listen to this in 20 years and we laugh. What do you think? How will the life look like for your daughter when she's 20? Very different from our world. I mean, if you go 20 years back yeah. from here, 2017, then we'll be down to... 1997. 1997. Yeah. I mean, that's before that's smartphones. That's when uh, Ericsson 337 was the coolest thing you could do. Yeah. And, you know, internet is only seven years old then. The yeah. World Wide Web, as we see it today, yeah, it was... It was very slow. And, yeah, yeah it, it had some other versions. But yeah. the World Wide Web, as you see it today, was created in 1990. Started to boom in Sweden in 1995. Mm. 1997, it started to get popular. Yeah. And then it really headed off in the 2000. Mm. So, uh, yeah, and uh, since technology is going faster and faster, we will do roughly, depends on how you measure it, but roughly, you have to go back 40 years from today to see how much impact will happen in the next 20 years. Mm. And innovation often happens, it, it's not a straight exponential line, it's an S-curve for the mathematicians. Mm-hmm. And uh, right, so, so it's not constant innovation, it goes a little bit in waves. Yeah. And now we are in this kind of a massive innovation way, just starting out. The, the last one was internet, computers, smartphones, mm. but then it hasn't really happened much since the yeah, mid 2000. Exactly, yeah. I mean, iPhone, the mid first two th- iPhone and iPhone 7, I mean, there's not, yeah, that, two there's th- not groundbreaking. Yeah, 2007, you know? 8, 9, that was the last years where we had true impact and yeah. now it's happening again yeah it's improvement but virtual it's reality uh, self-driving cars so so we're in the early stage of that yeah. so that will happen then it will go down a little bit innovation keeps mm. getting better but not new stuff and mm. then we will have another wave and so we will have a lot of those ways before my daughter turned 20. yeah uh, so, so 20 years into the future y- you could only guess i mean 20 years is a little bit too far to even guess unless yeah. you are focusing on a special subject. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, like you said, in the 80s, they didn't predict the internet. And the internet was such a groundbreaking thing. So 
maybe something ground as groundbreaking as internet will come that it's impossible for us to even guess what it is. You know? Exactly. I mean, 3D printers. I mean, someone said the other day that yeah, when you can start, when you can print everything in your 3D printer, you print your car or whatever, you know. Yeah, you but change everything. Yeah, but 20 years from now, that's 2037. I think there, somewhere there, or somewhere in the 2030s, there is when we will have the true impact of AI. Mm, okay. Because if you look at some technologies now, like brain-computer interface, so you actually plug the AI into your mind, I, we won't go into detail into that, because that's on a very experimental level right now, and it will take uh, quite a yeah. few years before it's doing anything of interest, yeah. and it will take another more years before it's getting mainstream. But around... Somewhere in the 2030s, so when my yeah. daughter turned 20, to make one prediction at least for yeah. you, <laughs> I would say that we're able to, without any keyboard, without anything like that, just with our brain, access the internet. And by that, asking all knowledge, all calculation that you would need, so you will basically enhance your brain. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's a prediction, but since I'm doing it 20 years into the future, I will be completely <laughs> wrong. Yeah. Uh, this one guy who's actually quite good in making those super long predictions, yeah. his name is Ray Kurzweil. Yeah. So he has been, right, yeah. yeah, he has been right more than 80% of the times ah, okay. when he had been making 20 and 30 years predictions. Okay. So if you're going to look at somebody's predictions, yeah. I would go to that guy. Yeah. You know, uh, one downside with flying cars will be the noise pollution. I think yeah, sometimes I do videos on the beach in Dubai and there's so many helicopters and there's so many flying things. So I start shooting and in the middle some bloody helicopters coming and it's happening now as well. So <laughs> imagine flying Teslas everywhere. We can't do my walking and talking podcast anymore. I will see. <laughs> will they solve the noise pollution? <laughs> There's a helicopter above us now. So. Any last uh, last thoughts? On so, so I mean I'm really into technology is there. It can be used for good, it can be used for bad. It's up to us as a user to do use it in a good way. So any last like things that you see that you can use technology in a good way? I will only give this recommendation when it comes down to technology that it's always interesting to see the future and you should think about that. You mm. should think about the future, but you should also ask yourself, what's the ROI? Mm. Don't aim on a technology only because it's new, aim for it because it makes sense. Mm. Then, of course, learn about it, know about it, but don't implement it in your business unless you see some business value in it. Mm, yeah. Excellent. Anything else? Ah, I think I'm good. <laughs> it's a great day in Stockholm. It is. It's a beautiful walking around the lake here. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Maybe 20 years from now, we'll do this in virtual reality or I don't know. But for now... You don't need to wait 20 years for virtual reality. <laughs> no, but to do the podcast in virtual oh, reality. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean that you, you'll be in Kuevda in your hometown, I'll be in Dubai and we'll just oh, go walking in virtual reality. Yeah, I think you only need to wait 10 years for that. <laughs> See, another prediction. Yeah. So you're a little bit careful by giving predictions, <laughs> and now they're coming. <laughs> Take no responsibility for predictions more, uh, longer than 10 years away. So thank you, Andreas. I, I think this topic <laughs> is fascinating and I look forward to meet you next year and uh, we'll... Uh, do another episode next year and we'll yeah. see where we are at that time. Nice, talk to you then. <laughs> Thank you. See ya. Mm. Interesting stuff, right? There's just so much things that are happening and we need to keep uh, us up to date because otherwise one day to another we may be out of a job. So it's very important to, to know these things. We, we don't need to be experts, but just be aware. If you know someone that is driving a bus or driving a truck 
maybe inform him that hey maybe start uh, working on some education on the evening uh, in the evenings on the weekends like start to learn something else and uh, yeah we need to know this because yeah otherwise you might lose your job so just uh, educate ourselves and know what's going going on in the world so yeah now it's really interesting to pick andreas brain and learn about all these technologies that are coming a uh, little bit scary almost especially the robots and all the ai and all this uh, we'll we'll see what the future holds but yeah uh, in general i'm very positive and optimistic we can use technology in a good way or in a bad way and as you know i like to talk about how we use technology in a good way and i like to say it's not about the technology it's about the user we need to learn how to use technology in a good way and that's what you're doing by listening to this podcast so uh, as always subscribe to the show and uh, uh, go to the website strategictechcoaching.com and uh, we have a new look on the website so check it out and maybe sign up to some of the free courses that we have there we have the course on procrastination we have some business courses we have a sales course and the introductions the introductions of the, these courses are completely free so you get a couple of videos with lots of great uh, and useful information on how you can improve your life and business so go to strategictechcoaching.com and thank you so much for listening i'll see you on the next episode thank you for listening to the strategic tech coaching podcast with your host oscar and dermo we'll catch you next time